Hi, this is another episode of The Secret Source uh, of Property Managers Around the World. And they kindly answer my questions about business strategy and marketing. And today I have the pleasure of interviewing Jody, who is one of the founders of TaylorMade Deep Creek Vacations in the US. Uh, it's a family business and they have 450 plus vacation rentals. They also do real estate, they also do maintenance. And, uh, and Jody employs 230 people. Um, a very, very interesting interview to find out how, how this family business is run. Uh, Jody is extremely passionate about the industry, very, very knowledgeable, uh, has tons of uh, tech to help her uh, run the business, and is also the ex-president of the VRMA. And the VRMA is, uh, is one of the largest associations, uh, probably the largest associations in the US. And they have a wonderful event uh, every year. Um, so yeah, we talk about all of that in this very, very interesting interview, which I highly encourage you uh, to access. Uh, see you on the other side. Cheers. Hi, thank you so much, uh, Jody, for participating in the secret source of property managers. You are the ex-president of the VRMA, no less, uh, in the US, and you, are own, you own a family business in the US called TaylorMade Deep Creek Vacations in the state of Maryland, but please tell us more uh, about exactly where it is and, and where you operate um, in a minute. And, uh, and, and firstly, please tell us uh, briefly what you were doing before and your current position in the, in the Deep Creek Vacations, tailor-made Deep Creek Vacations uh, company. So that's, a, that's a, a big thing that I'll unpackage there because there's a lot we've done. Um, our company's 13 years old. I own it with my brother and my husband. But before that, my family owned a company here locally and I worked for them a, a vacation rental company and I actually was one of the first hot tub techs in Deep Creek and I came I went to College of West Virginia University and it would be like all my friends caravanning to Deep Creek to clean hot tubs and I was a housekeeper I did anything like my mom was like oh Jody needs to make money she's gonna come to town and she'll do it but I, I worked my way up after 12 years I became their general manager but I think like I've grew up in a family always family ran businesses. Like as kids, my mom had her family ran restaurant where we grew up, which was more closer to Baltimore. And everybody's like, so what did you do there? I'm like, I remember days when we were like scrubbing potatoes to make fresh cut fries. And we had one of those cutters and I would put a potato and if it was too big, you Chad would walk in my brother and I, I would be hanging from this thing to cut it and he'd be pulling my legs down. You know, like it was like, just to like get the French fry cut. But you know, I think we always, work together. So I think that has instilled us to when we built TaylorMade, because Taylor's my maiden name, that, you know, we had a lot of that characteristics uh, for family companies. We had a lot of relationship building. We respected other people. So, you know, it's every, it didn't come overnight to, to own this company, but when my parents sold their share of the old company and they went retired down South, um, we started TaylorMade, Taylor's my maiden name. We started TaylorMade with one home in 2008. I had a newborn baby. Uh, I thought it was crazy because uh, <laughs> it was nuts. But um, yeah, we grew the company slowly at that, you know, starting in 2008. 
My beautiful story. Uh, I love family businesses. So, uh, does that run in in the brand? The fact that you're your family business is how how important is yeah. that brand? So it's interesting um, because of my history um, in this area. A lot of my owners slowly came over to my company because they knew we're family owned and operated, which means local boots on the ground. Um, they knew that you have a bigger in. Like it matters to me if I have if I have an owner or guest that don't have a good experience, it matters to me because then it's, it's diminishing my brand that we've built year over year and one owner at a time because it's, it's a big deal. So yeah, local ownership and family ran business, you will see it in a lot of my marketing because it also rings true with a lot of my owners and guests because a lot of them are family owned businesses and they understand the complexity of that but they also understand you're in with the community like you have a you have a bigger bite on the community because like my kids are playing sports I'm supporting the local sports team we're helping the local booster clubs we're helping the local charities it all makes a picture making us part of the community at TaylorMade so it's a big deal and guest facing how, how do you how do you promote the brand how do you do marketing so marketing, well, our biggest marketing is direct booking and our website is number one. So you, we do a lot of storytelling. I feel like we do talk a lot about our history and how we built our company. And I mean, that is guest and owner really it to me, I feel like it's really um, a, a positive effect on them, but we do, you know, we show pictures of Joe, Chad and I, we're just not this corporate brand. There's faces to it. And, you know, if you walk into my office, most likely you're going to see one of us. Um, when we were busy, when we started getting slammed for calls after COVID, um, after the shutdown, I, all of us were answering calls. It was insane. And like, they'd be like, wait, are you Jody that I read about? I'm like, yeah, I'm the best person to talk to. I know all the homes. <laughs> I've been to them all. And so it's, um, yeah, it is a big deal. We do tell that story, but we're not just Joe, Chad, and myself. We tell the story that we have local employees. We have 230 of them, local employees, that it means a lot to them that we're successful and they're passionate about being, um, about doing a good job and that the company's here for years to come because it is family. Like we do things not just for our employees, we do things for family. Like I just set up a, um, we're in a four season resort. So we have a ski slopes here and um, in the middle of March, when it slows down just a tad, we're, I, I offer to take my entire staff and their families snow tubing. And so, yeah, we're going to take them all snow tubing. Wow. Um, I think some of them should be in a bubble, but we <laughs> probably shouldn't go snow tubing, but we're going to take them all. So we do things like that because we appreciate the family aspect. And sometimes, you know, we got to work weekends and we got to work holidays and I, I understand that. And so we want to give back to the families too. Love it. And so your, your responsibilities in the business is to grow, um, is to grow the homeowner base, yeah. right? Yeah. Or, and to take care of them. Mm -hmm. So, so how, how, how do you scale? How, how, how have you scaled? And what are your plans for the future? So, all right. So in the beginning, when we started it, we organically grew um, one homeowner at a time. We did a lot of postcard mailings. Um, we were, we had our brand name everywhere. I was very big. Like, I, and I feel like whenever I tell, I've talked to a lot of companies that are just starting off like we did at the very beginning. And I'm like, just always remember to be intentional with your marketing. 
don't just slap something together, be intentional. So I always was about class and like a quality piece would go out. It's about the paper, it's about the gloss, it's about the coloring, it's about the words and the fonts. It's, you know, it seems minor details, but I think these things are big and it does come across a certain way. So we were very- right? Yeah. So just the idea, is the execution of the idea. Absolutely. And like, even to our logo, I thought a round logo opposed to a square logo is more inviting. Um, I like the color orange because, well, Ren's, you know, you talk about the colors that pop. Orange worked really well. My lettering for Taylor made is satisfaction. Like it's very, you know, very intentional what we did. And so we did, we did a lot of organic growth. I grew a lot by word of mouth for my owners. So I have like an owner ambassador program that I can dive into later if you want me to, but it's where they can refer other owners. Um, and not just owners, but guests too. Cause like sometimes like their guests don't fit their house that they're friends with. So anyway, we do that. And then in 2016, we did buy the Deep Creek branch of Long and Foster, um, which was not something I was looking to do. Honestly, I had like 240 homes. I had two kids raising them. I'm busy. Um, but you know, it's the funniest story I tell about it is that they came to us cause they wanted out of the mountain area. And, um, I never worked with corporate before and I'm very fast paced. I talk fast. I'm trying not to, um, I'm very fast paced. And so like, we would ask a question and it would take like weeks for a response. And I'm like, and after a while, I was like, listen, I got to run a company. I can't be sidestepped here. If you guys aren't interested, that's fine, but I need to move on. Well, I sent an email that went, and I thought it was to my husband, Joe, not vice president. And it was like, this is like watching paint dry. I got a response immediately <laughs> and he had good humor. So if he's listening, thank you. I'm so sorry, um, but he had good humor. <laughs> so we got it rolling. And so in 2016, we bought um, that branch and we took all the employees. They didn't have many because um, they outsource most of their sources. We, in, we don't. Um, and uh, their general manager is my closest friend and was my closest friend. And I always like said, hey, if you ever want to come over, but she was very loyal. And so I didn't push her. So I tell her she's my most expensive employee ever. I had to buy a company for her to come work for me. And she's our GM and we're very lucky to have her. <laughs> Great. And this was in 2017? Or 16, 2016. So, so once how, we- tell, Yeah, tell me about the, the acquisition process. The, the integration between the two companies, was that complicated? Oh, it was so interesting. So definitely um, with a different software. So we had to learn their software, which is always intriguing um and then you know they only had seven employees like we really only needed the gm i didn't need anybody else everything that we had at all but it's a small town so we took them all in and they figured out if they wanted to stay or not and a few of them did a few of them didn't and just worked out on its own uh joe and chad actually left me during that day when we had to break the news that we were buying their company and everybody was crying and joe and chad could not handle that they were like out the door so i had to say hey it's not a bad thing it's a good thing like we're here for you and Joe and Chad can't handle that stuff, but um, it was good. And then you had the talk to all the owners. And so that was a process and Sheila helps us with that because I, I bring on all of our owners. I talk to our owners. I have personal relationships with our owners. I want to have it with theirs too. Um, but the morning that we bought them it was August 1st. I'm like, who would do a transition in the middle of prime season? Um, they did. 
they wanted to do it. Obviously they don't do the operation side because I'm like, that's crazy. So the morning of August 1st, I brought my staff in. I had to wait till they broke it to their staff because it's a small town. And I had, I don't know, a hundred employees in there. And they're all looking at me like, why are you bringing us in here? We're busy. We got to, you know, run the company. And we told them, and you see like a deer in headlights because I'm just telling them they have a hundred more homes to take care of. Oh my God. And then my head maintenance guy, God bless him, was in the back and he goes, we're now the largest vacation rental company in Deep Creek. I'm like, oh, there's a positive note. Yay. <laughs> <I know>. um, <laughs> it was great. And you know what? I have wonderful owners that have come on from Long and Foster and there's most of them are still with us today. Um, but you know, when you buy a company like that, there is a lot of trying stuff. And you're talking about, I mean, they had processes that were different, um, policies that were different, but you know what also helped I did is I host, not this year, I didn't, but coffee happy or coffee hour with my owners um, once a week in the summertime. And I invite them in and I do like a presentation of things like, what are we doing different in marketing? Did any processes change? Is there policies that confuse some people? We, you know, really transparent. And I had owners from Long and Foster come that to learn. And then I had my owners and my Long and Foster owners like, oh my God, you do all that stuff? Like you guys do all that stuff? We're like, yeah. So it's, and then my owners were able to talk to them and then they build relationships. It's been, it's been great. Like we've been very lucky um, with our growth and we still grow organically. Um, we started a real estate division five years ago. I had no intention of doing that. My parents didn't have a real estate division, um, but when we bought Long and Fo we started that. And then when we bought Long and Foster, um, they had a big real estate division. So they came all in and we had to expand our office. So it's been. Okay. So, so the real estate division, you basically, you, you, you let homes as well, long-term or is it's, it's just sales. So I do short-term. We have some homes that do long-term, but that's not a focus. Uh, but we have a real, we do sales. I have 43 agents. Um, that do real estate and I have a, yep. And that chat falls under my brother, Chad kind of handles all that stuff. And we have a broker that came from long and foster, very lucky to get him too. Um, but you know, we wanted it to be smooth, a, just a smooth process from selling to renting. Then we have like a non-rental section where the homeowners don't rent, but they're second homeowners, but we already have the services, right? Cleaning hot tubs, plowing the driveways, pulling in the docks, mowing the lawns, cleaning. We just, we don't have to do them on our turn days when the rentals are busy. Like we could do it on Tuesday. And we actually started that in the very beginning. And the beauty of that is with vacation rentals, you have seasons, right? And so you usually mass hire in your season and let them go on the shoulder seasons. Well, by having the non-rentals too, we didn't have that because they needed it all the time. And so we were able to keep more employees full-time with more hours than if we just mm -hmm. did the vacation rentals. So we were, I mean, I have housekeepers that have been with us for, since almost the beginning of our company and a lot of my like management staff and stuff. So we were lucky to be able to build it that way. Plus when you're starting a company, think about it, when you rent a home, right? You collect the money, but that's not your money until the renter leaves, right? So you collect it, it's not yours until the renter leaves. So when you're starting a company, you have no money coming in but the non-rentals pay right away. So that was able to help us move forward with no income coming right away to us. So it was, 
it was a nice process. Um, and we still, I have owners that go in and out and now they go into non-rentals and then into the rental section, they sell it through our agents, but it's just such an open, smooth transition. That was the idea when we decided to do some of these different things, avenues like real estate. Very good. And it's, I'm sure it really helped during the pandemic. Um, oh yeah, it was a little insane. <laughs> it's still crazy. I don't have enough inventory on the rental side or the real estate side. Like, I feel like I'm selling out, I'm going to be selling out in March, which is crazy. That's one of our slowest months. Wow. Wow. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Amazing. Um, so tell me, moving on, so I could talk about this all the time, but uh, throughout the half hour, but um, so mistakes, let's talk about mistakes because now you're giving me the, 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 you know, all these great success stories, but I, yeah. what was the biggest mistake? What would you say to other property managers? Uh, watch out for that one. So that's, you know, that's a tough one because I always feel like if it's a mistake, I always learn from it. So like, I mean, I could talk about like a common thread that I, because I have a manager meeting recapping the year and where we made mistakes. It's always follow through and communications, right? Um, But I mean, and I think that's always an ongoing problem. Something that I, and I've really thought about this, like I think sometimes when you're in a company, you look at ways that you're missing, like where you're missing the boat, where, where your biggest challenges are. And so at some point we decided to bring in um, in-house carpet cleaning and window cleaning because in a small town, you really don't have a lot of options. And when they get busy, they're busy. Like they have, they can't get to you. Well, I mean, it, it wasn't a profit center. It didn't end up being a profit center and it took away my people I needed to do just to function the company. It took them away from that. So we did that for a little bit, but then we sent them, we decided it wasn't our best avenue. So when I talk about mistakes, the best thing I could tell people is when you decide to go outside of your core, so what you're really good at and what you built your company on, make sure you really look at a business plan to start something different, weigh out your profits, but also weigh out your labor. Like, I don't know, I mean, I know a lot of people that live in, have resort areas like us, your employee, there's not a lot of employees directly here. They have to travel from further. So you got to weigh that out a little bit. We have 230 employees. They don't all live here. Like they come in I have employees that come for 45 minutes to an hour away to come clean homes. And so I think like when we talk about mistakes, you know, I always say like when we started this company, I was like, oh my gosh, 2008, newborn baby. We're going to just jump blindly and hope to gosh, both feet land, right? And, and we did it and um, we love it. And the other thing I would tell, I would say, and my mom always said this to me, once that passion dies, once you don't love something, it's time to move on. And that goes with employees. That goes with yourself. And that passion, I think is one of our biggest things that drives this company is that I'm very passionate my brother and my husband are very passionate and my employees are passionate. But when you see that spark die with any of them, I mean, that's just a real conversation you have. Like, hey, you know, maybe it's time to move on or maybe we just need to reel it back in a little bit. And what are we doing wrong? And I think that if we can, as owners, take our big head and kind of be open to what our employees have to say to us, you will learn to grow in different ways that you didn't expect. And you will learn to change processes and policies um, that help your, your employees. Like my mom never let us take vacations in the summer. That's our prime season. Never, ever, ever, ever. 
Well, what I noticed as our company, that was something, that was a big deal to my employees because that's when their kids were off school and it's, it's warm. So we changed our policy because I had employees that they loved working for us, but they wanted a summer break. And now we can't do too long of breaks because then we're just hiring people to cover people, but we changed it. So I don't know if that's a mistake. I don't know if I really answered your question, but I was just like, you know, it's just, um, I think you have to be open and I think you have to be flexible. I mean, even with COVID, I think that's what we all learned. And even with COVID, like I could tell you there's processes that did not work that were not successful and we changed them, but we were flexible and I was open and transparent with my owners about it. I owned up when it was our failure. Um, like I'll, I'll give you a great example. Um, when COVID hit, we decided that we weren't gonna, cause what we clean after the guests and we provide linens, that the renters were gonna bag up their dirty linens and towels in a bag we provided. So our employees were not exposed to it. So it sounds like a great idea, right? Until you realize they bagged up everything. Mattress pads, pillow protectors, comforters, quilts, they bagged everything. And it went to a com our commercial laundry facility. So then we didn't know where it went back to. And so Oops. now I have owners coming in with comforters that aren't their comforters or missing mattress pads. It was awful. So we got rid of that. <laughs> and so, and I, I've had to buy some comforters, <laughs> but we have a lot. I feel like we could have a flea market sale of comforters. But um, anyway, so you learn. And I think you just got to be open-minded that some of your great ideas aren't it may not work. No. <laughs> <laughs> and oh, yeah. up to it. Very good. Um, so this sounds like a lot of organization, right? So you have uh, you have uh, these three business models, really. So how does it work with uh, with technology? Did you build some technology yourself? No. So okay. So when we started the company, and it's interesting with me being the recent past president of VRMA, I've been on the board for a really long time. So I always get like random questions, and always the best one I get is, "Should we have a website? We're on like Airbnb and VRBO," and I'm like. Yeah, you should have a website. Yes, you should have property management software. Oh my gosh. So the first thing when we started our company was website, property manager software with one home. And it was fun because at the time when we started our company, we had um, Escapia. And because with my mom's company, we had Property Plus, but we wanted to be all virtual. And so we had Escapia. And when you look at the grid, as we added homes, it was like two. And it was fun when you could start scrolling because you had so many properties coming on. Um, so anyway, so property manager software was really important to us. Um, I, you know, a, a online booking module was very important to us. To us, that sounds like a no brainer. But back then, there was a lot of companies still 13 years ago that did not have that. And then I don't even think Airbnb was around or they might have just been just starting. About, at the, yeah, 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 yeah. Just starting yeah. around that time. Mm -hmm. But like my dad, like we talk about channel management. My dad had, didn't have anything like that. You booked on the website. That was it. That's all I got. Um, so it's very different. No social media. So when I tell him about tweets and Facebook posts, he's like, what are you talking about? That's insane. But I'm like, yeah, it's how we get guests. So um, property manager software was key. Internet website provider was key. Um, that I had to know about SEO, pay-per-clicks, know all that kind of stuff. We were very, um, I did keyless locks from the very beginning because when I worked for mom, I was also the girl that sat at the front desk checking in every single renter. And I said the same thing over and over for four hours. Oh, I hated that job. Anyway, I got rid of it. <laughs> I said, 
we're doing keyless locks and it worked out in our favor, obviously with COVID, but we started with one type of lock. We recently changed to more smart locks with smart thermostats. So I found that that was an important key for us. Um, we do GPS tracking for our maintenance trucks. Uh, Fleet Mag, I think Joe uses Fleet Maddox. That's been very good. So like, cause where we're located, um, there could be 30 minutes between one house and another. And we have lots of maintenance guys. So we know by looking at this, like where they're located and what service order to assign to them to. So we're not signing them to one that's, he's closer to it cause he's 30 minutes away. So they're not going back and forth. Clever. Um, and then we also field management was big for us. Like um, we use Breezeway and it was something where my field can communicate with the office. My office can communicate with the field also can help organize hot tub scheduling, which was huge. I mean, we were doing it manual, manual, and we have 375 hot tubs. That was great. My poor maintenance, our hot tub ma manager was, that was awful. Um, we do it for housekeeping scheduling. And then my inspectors use it. So software plays a big key, but if my brother goes to another software conference and get, brings me more software, I might die. Um, cause he, he always is changing on me. Um, phone systems too. Phone systems were big, um, for me and with COVID and being virtual, it was nice because I could, they could work all work from home. And if their cell phone didn't work great, they could take the phone and they worked from home. And it's been at, that's been good. And we also been able to use it for coaching and outbound calls tracking, which was before, like now I don't even have time. Like we try to do outbound calls, but my staff is so busy and we're so, so, so sold out. I mean, they're still doing it, but for a while, that was a huge source of income for like the guests that called and said, I don't want to book yet. I don't want to hold yet. I just want to, I need to go talk to family. Then life happens as we all know. And then he gets up back online. He's going to look somewhere else. We call them back. Hey, you guys, are you ready to book now? Um, so the phone systems have been big for us. Very clever. And and guest facing, anything guest facing in terms of technology? Oh, yeah. So we have guest portal that we use and they can go online and then it gives them like their keyless code. We do notifications email wise. Um, I don't do anything like I've read about like smart homes, like not smart homes, but like putting Alexa or, you know, Google Home in the homes. I don't do anything like that. Um, I, um, what else are we working on? It's interesting. Oh yes. Sorry. I should mention it. Vacation surfing. You, know, you guys would know as Silicon travel, um, that in the VRMA world. So that company we use and they, um, we change out the modems in our homes. So when a renter tags in and puts, gets in, it goes to a page branded to that property. And then it also says like, I will not download illegal, blah, 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 you know, that, and I click it. So the owner's not responsible, but it does all kinds of crazy things. So if it's for sale, you can like look online and look at all the specs. You, you can look at certain things for the property, like when trash pickup is, when, where's the breaker for the house, like all that kind of stuff's on it. And the beauty of it is that when you're renting a home, you're only talking to the contract holder, right? This, now you're getting all the information from all the renters. And you're giving them all the information. So for instance, like in certain associations, we got really strict parking rules. Now, anytime, like you can't just say, well, I didn't know because the contract holder didn't tell me. Well, I know you got a line <laughs> and you read it and you had a click that you, you agree that you're not going to park on the road. Let the plow trucks through. Um, and then you collect that information, but it also, that information, so it tells you how many, um, 
how many devices are hooked to the internet. So it's so when we do checkouts, if you see a mass exit of devices, you know they checked out, even if they didn't call in. So now I can get uh -huh. to the house faster. So there is some cool technology out there that what we've is been it doing. I don't understand. Uh, Silicon Travel. And it's Silicon. their vacation. Silicon. Silicon. Silicon Travel, yep. And it's a vacation attendant module. Mm -hmm. And they're really big on the East Coast, but I think they have companies elsewhere too that they work with. Cool, we'll look into it. Uh, well, thanks so much. So you did a lot of tech. <laughs> um, <laughs> yes, Chad's a technology king. Oh yes, drones too. I mean, we talk about technology, but you could talk about... Chad, I'm sorry, listen, we could talk forever on this. Chad, Chad got a drone, I don't know, six years ago. And I kept saying, you're not buying a drone. It's too much money. You're going to go outside on Bluebird days and play around while the rest of us are working. So now, six years later, he's gone through three drones. One clipped a leaf, one hit a tree, one went in the lake. He got really good at fixing them. But I had to admit, it's a tool, not a toy. It was massive for marketing and for our homes. So he does all the drones. We do 3D tours. Um, we do videography. So, so we try to make it as easy as it can be for a guest to choose a property and not be surprised when they get here. Yeah, yeah. And so channels, talking about marketing, um, mm -hmm. your own website, what other yes. channels do you use? What uh, we use Verbo um, and all of our homes on Verbo. We use, um, so Airbnb, we like in April, we took all of our homes off. Just they were doing some different things and it just wasn't what we wanted. Um, it was affecting my owners a great deal. Like last minute cancellations with full refunds. I can't just rebook homes like that. Um, and not all my owners understood some of that stuff. They just, it was, it was difficult. Um, but recently I did a live owner Zoom meeting with all my owners and I recorded it. Uh, I have a lot of um, associates. Um, Jennifer Frankenstein told me about it. And so I did it. My brother hates talking in front of people, um, but he does great. And so does my, my husband did great too. But um, I told everybody the risk that came on that what we were seeing with Airbnb, but if you want to use it, we can put, I have like 35 homes, I think that went on it. Then, you know, they were fine. But I give them the option, but number one driver for us is always direct booking. We throw a lot of money into our website. I do radio ads. I do commercial ads. I did a um, an ad in the DC Metro train station during the Cherry Blossom Festival. Much more more successful in 2019 than 2020. <laughs> um, but I do po postcard saturations. I do a lot to push direct booking. So when all when the channels were going crazy with everything with COVID, it didn't affect us a great deal because of our total revenue, only 14% comes from any of those type of websites. So it's mostly direct. We got a massive database um, that we constantly are hitting, but we, we do use some of these to like break into different niches. Like there's some ski websites I've used. Um, I've done, we've, I mean, we'll try things and we'll go back and forth with different ones, but mostly for us, direct booking is king. Is king. Yeah, mm. I guess also you've been, uh, you know, building it for, for 13 years, so. Yeah. You know the most successful ones are the ones. I mean, it's not it's not easy. Some people say to me, "Oh, I'm going to have a website. And I'm going to make direct bookings tomorrow." You know, it does take time. It takes money. It takes and time. money. Yeah, money, 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 right? You're competing <laughs> yeah. now against those channels. Mm. If you do pay per clicks, right? So oh. it takes a lot of money to do that and mm. um, a lot of effort. So, and the beauty for us 
is that our owners come from the same area our renters do. So it's the same market. Like when I did the DC ad in the, in the Metro and train station, I was getting pictures from my owners going, oh my gosh, I was at my, in my commute and look what I see and it's our ad. Um, so it actually is really effective because then your owners appreciate you dumping money there yeah. and pulling people in like them. Um, but we're, I mean, it's not cheap. It took us a while to hire a marketing director Thank God, because she's better at writing than I am um, and doing descriptions because she's crafty. And she had a background in email marketing. So we do a lot of different types of email marketing to our database. So cool. we just, I'm yeah. going to subscribe and, uh, and see what you, you should. <laughs> and then you can give me some suggestions. Yes. Well, I want to come visit you first. <laughs> Open um, doors. Open doors. Well, not quite. Not yet. Uh, oh no, yeah, right. Can't <laughs> get here yet. Soon, yeah, hopefully. Soon, soon, soon. Of course, soon. So I have. Um, thank you so much for your time. I do have a quick true and false for you, if you don't okay. mind. It's like a game show now, okay. and the idea is to say either true or false uh, to the questions that I'm uh, to the statements that I'm going to make, and um, and obviously it's just an opinion, right? There's no uh, there's no um, no right or wrong answer such okay good um, so off we go you ready all right <laughs> vacation rentals will be the preferred accommodation option for the next two years true we will not go back to strict cancellation policies true google will become the only ota false mm, enterprise level revenue management will be a must for all business sizes to survive Mm, I'm in between. I would say true because I did it. I'm doing it, but uh, revenue management, but the smaller companies might not. Okay. But I think they should be. They should be. They should be. Mm. Okay. Uh, Short-term rental managers will need to also think like letting agents and offer short, mid and long and long-term stays. True. Super. Size matters. Larger units will prevail in 2021. False. Uh -huh, interesting. Corporate travel will never come back to previous levels. True. In 2021, we will cheers with a cocktail at a vacation rental event. You and me. True. Yes, bring it on. <laughs> yes. What's going on with True. the VMA? Are they planning to do something this year? Yeah, they're doing San Antonio, Texas in October. Um, okay. I came, you know, it's interesting. They put it out there. My staff, I take staff with me all the time because I'm all about educating and learning and changing. And it doesn't matter how many years you're in this business. We all learn every time I go to a VRMA sure. conference yeah. and they got so excited to say, oh my gosh, we're going to be able to travel and do an in-person conference again. I was Great. like, I, I can't wait. I miss my people. Like yes. I, you know, it's family. I've, I've been in this business for 24 years and a wow. lot of these people I've known forever and a day. And, it, you know, we still keep in touch. We've done Zoom meetings. I've done, we keep in touch with emails, like trying to figure out like the different processes and PPP loans and all that stuff going on. But I do love our VRMA conferences and getting together with everyone in this industry to basically to, to lift us all up. Yes. But I also think during COVID, those people kept all of us intact. Like I felt sane once I would talk to people and, you know, we would just hash out what we're getting here in Maryland, what was happening in Florida or in Colorado. So no, no, no. it's, 
It's happening. We're doing it. Mm -mm. Great, great. Well, I'm so coming over <laughs> for sure. Here I come. <laughs> Very exciting. Thank you so much. <laughs> You're a superstar. Thank you for thank you for your 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 passion. Uh, and and to answering my questions with such honesty is um, very cool. Thank you so much. Uh, well, Vanessa, so, thank you for inviting me. I was honored. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Take care. Have a lovely day. Thank you, Jodie. Cheers. Bye-bye.